We all ready? Yes. All, that means full metal. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, goddamn. I, I need a verbal okay before we begin. You garm piece of shit. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Y'all niggas on my dick 24-7. You wish. Episode. You wish anyone you... was on your dick. I'm leaving this Shut in, by the, the way. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am your host, Dad. With me is your actual host, Cool Boy Mew. Hey, hey. Full Metal's also here, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> me and Dad are just sitting in the cuck corner. Right. Ah. Mew, take it away. I, I don't know how much I can speak about it, but I I finally played the Xenoblade Chronicle 3 Future Redeem. That means the, D, uh, the DLC. And uh, it, it was, as usual, about... Uh, I, I, th- I think this one might have been s- like five hours shorter or something. It might have been like more 30 hours. However, I got 100% and... Oof, Oh my god, that 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 was a pain. But anyways, but but first the DLC itself. So it's actually a more self-contained story. It actually contained uh, some maps from uh, Xenoblade One. I'm not sure if it contains from some map from Xenoblade Two. But as far as I'm aware, they they didn't recycle. Uh, some maps from the actual game like they did for the um, second DLC for the second game's DLC so this is entirely new and this is uh, a story that happens uh, I don't know how much times before uh, before the story of 3 and you get a big surprise you probably saw it in the trailer but uh, Rex from Xenoblade 2 and Shulk from Xenoblade 1 are in the game. You can play as them together. Is that and can- they're older. Is that canonical? Completely canon. Cool. It, it, it basically t- t- tells you what happens before Xenoblade 3. And Xenoblade 3 was technically the uh, end of the series. The, the series is over. They did it. Be- because yes, uh, uh, Takahashi finally finished one of his gargantuan sci-fi epics. Oh yes, and it's a very uh, without spoiling anything about the series. It's 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 it's, it's Xenogears ish. All right, so he he did it again. So what what you liked about Xenogears, uh, Xenosaga, it, it's all there. Damn it, I need to play all three of these games, and I just haven't. Uh, you have to, but you have like something like 500 hours ahead of you, because there's Xenoblade 1, there's X, there's 2, there's 2 DLC, there's 3, and there's 3 DLC. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, uh, all the protagonists in this one are completely new. And man... Uh, be- because it's much shorter, it's much more focused. Okay, so and, and Xenoblade 2 DLC, 
there's something that happened that people really fucking hate. At some point, the DLC just gates you and tells you to complete like 60% of the quest in the game before continuing. People were pissed. They, they didn't like this. I, I was already doing 100%, so I I already was at the, um, at the threshold when it happened. But... And this one, they, they did it a little smart. You really want to go beat monsters. You really want to do random quests. You really want to do all of the map shit. Because everything you do gives you affinity points. And affinity points is what you need to upgrade your character. There's still levels and everything, but you want to to give them um, extra attacks, extra uh, passive skills, etc. So you really want these affinity points to upgrade your characters. Uh, but that's not all. Uh, and the norm and normal Xenoblade Three, uh, you know, um, uh, usually. Uh, at the end game, you can equip three accessories, three gems, and uh, three more um, attack attack slots. And this, they're locked, and they're not level locked. You have to find unlock kits. So that means that you actually need to do those quests. You actually need to go uh, explore. Uh, you actually need to find containers, relics, etc. So basically, everything that can give you infinity point, uh, uh, you can just randomly find one of these unlock kits. Usually, they're, they're just out randomly in the world. So what can actually gives you affinity point? There's containers, there's relics, there's locations, there's landmarks, secret areas, rest spot, field crafting, city survivor, unique monsters enemy territories, intervention, fog rift, affinity scenes, and there's also every monster there is in the map. You have to beat a certain number of them, and then it gives you affinity points. So there is a lot to do, and uh, this lot to do, it's kind of like a big circle. You do this for this for affinity point, which, which then you end up finding this. Uh, so it, it it ends up being like really amazing. It works fantastic. It's really great, mate. I have, I have a day job. <laughs> it, it's only about forty hours. It's not like the one hundred thirty hours that I played Xenoblade Three. So so uh, all of this. Well, I mean, it's it's normal game length. It, it's actually uh, below average for a JRPG. Yeah, these games are made for neats. I don't know how you can c- complete them. Bro, 40 hours for 100% is below average for JRPG. If you want to 100% most JRPG, we're talking like in the on, in the 80, 100 hours. Yeah, this is I, 100%. I mean to complete the whole series. I to complete the whole series. I mean, the, the series is like about like uh, I don't know, 13 years old by now, so that that, that that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, 
But, yeah, but t- tons of JRPGs come out every year. I can't play them all. Yeah, but uh, you gotta play this one because it's one of the top uh, JRPG, and you don't have to one hundred percent all of them. Yeah, it, I know. It, it's still a it, huge it, investment of time. It's just good to one hundred percent the DLC campaign because they're so small. So it's it's actually kind of more possible compared to the main games which is kind of a bit ridiculous but anyways the the story was great it was nice to see the i cannot say anything about the story because it's it's one like massive spoiler about the the series uh, story but it was great i could do a spoiler chat about xeno gears because that's the only xeno game i've completed it, it's been way too long for Xenogears. There's no way I can actually do that. Uh, well, just about a year ago, I listened to every episode of the State of the Arc podcast. They had like 20 plus episodes about Xenogears. That was great. Yeah, but I didn't. So. <laughs> I, I know. But, but I did. You, you did? Yeah, yeah, I got full metal yeah. hooked on that podcast. Yeah. All right, uh, all right, but they're covering Jur- Jurassic Park on their paywall episodes. I I don't I never think... finished Xeno Gears, so it was nice to actually know what happened in the end. <laughs> you sure I finished it, but but anyways, back to Xenoblade Three DLC. So yeah, so one hundred percent. Oh, the thing is that uh, in the second game DLC. You add these strong monsters. You had to equip some um, some accessories to be able to beat them, and then you beat them. You beat them again and again to um, to to level up, and then you go to the next monster. It wasn't that hard in two. And the three DLC, however, since I play on hard, I played on hard uh, also. Uh, what did, did I play? I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I did. But I, I played this on hard, and oh my fucking god, the 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 final unique monsters were a complete fucking nightmare. They 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 were a massive pain in the ass. They were massive damage sponge. You had to do chain attacks, uh, and do like. 12 fucking million damage and it's not enough to kill them and then you have to have some bit of luck because if you're unlucky the monster just does a few attacks in a row and all of your team's dead just the monsters uh, the last few unique monsters alone took me like 15 hours not recommended for this however uh, I'm I'm thinking of just reading plot summaries of the first two games, then playing the third one. But if if, if you if you won't, but uh, they're all available on Switch except for X. Yeah, X is like yeah. a Gaiden game, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard to say how it actually fits into the plot. I need to start reading s- s- some wiki. But yeah, it's kind of a side game that. Uh, isn't that connected with the other two? Yeah. With the other three? Why did that one never get ported? Just because it wasn't as popular? 
Uh, no, it's it, it just not that important to the plot, and m maybe that's the next game that's that's going to come over, because now uh, Monolith has to make a series from scratch. If the Xenoblade series is truly over, they have like to start over, and they might just do that and port it meanwhile, just like they did with one. Because one came between like two and three, at least. I mean, the, the Switch release. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see Tetsuya Takahashi is finally getting the credit he deserves. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, uh, it's it seems to be going very well between Monolith and Nintendo because they uh, Monolith is uh, they're, they're kind of fantastic. Uh, while f I'm I'm not sure I think Xenoblade One came around Final Fantasy Thirteen, but I don't remember if it was before or after. But I, I mean, while Final Fantasy Thirteen was stuck in corridors, and Xenoblade One on the Wii, you could actually jump anywhere. You 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 can jump from high up. You can just swim in the water. You could do anything. He was able to make an open world. GRPG that looked gorgeous enough on the freaking Wii, and they were able to make it in a timely manner. In fact, the uh, the team was so good that they they helped with uh, Breath of the Wild, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the Monolith Soft page on Wikipedia. Aside from Xenoblade and Xenosaga, they did the Baten Kaitos games and. Uh, the Super Robot Tyson games on the DS. They're a spin-off of Super Robot Wars with <laughs> with lots of tits added. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know they, they did that. Yeah, they, they did a yeah, bunch of... So it's basically guaranteed that if I play the Xenoblade games, I'll enjoy them. Oh, you will. You will. Damn it, we need Moon Man to hurry up and become a... 10 grand's billionaire so he can hire all three of us as full-time shit posters. <laughs> oh, that's the dream. Yeah, Professional that, that, needs. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I beat the this 2008 game Endless Frontier. I beat that when I was in college and Nice. Yeah, in, in the in the English somehow it got an official English edition even though it's pretty raunchy. Like uh, they they did the Phoenix Wright thing where they just uh, really changed a lot of dialogue, but for the better. Because I hear the original was kind, had kind of a bland script, but for the English version, they decided to add titty jokes every couple of lines. Nice, nice. I freaking loved it. It has great yeah. animations too. Like sometimes I still see clips of it posted on message boards. I. Uh I played Xenosaga 1. I didn't finish it. I played Baton Kytos. I, I was never able to get the second one, and it's worth like upward to $100 now, so I, I don't want to get it. However, there's remakes coming out soon, but oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if they're going to be good because uh, uh, it's pre-rendered background, and if they just did the lazy thing, 
and just stretch them out and they look terrible then i'm i'm not going to buy them because they, they did that for for chrono cross and i'm not touching that shit yeah let me know when they port uh punch out Wii to the switch oh that was such a good game Freaking i haven't played game. it yet i haven't played it yet i i only oh, played the, the we were version so I, i've been playing the punch out game since i was a little brat and when a punch out Wii came out in 2009 it just blew away all the others this is the best game in the series one of the best never Nintendo played, games i never played the super nintendo one because i never had a super nintendo but it's uh, good the Not nes great. punch out was great it's my favorite NES game. Yeah, freaking and then the love Wii U, it. Or not Wii, the Wii one was just like, it was one of my favorite Wii games. Yeah. The, there weren't many Wii games, but it was one of the best ones. <laughs> yeah, the final boss even takes on the mannerisms of Mike Tyson. Right. Minus the rape parts, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I remember that fight and he raped me pretty hard. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I mean his his name is Sandman, and his oh, whole stick is putting you to sleep. <laughs> Should have a crossover with Bill Cosby. All right. Anyways, uh, I, <laughs> this week was uh, not E3, Summer Game Fest, and yeah, I, it kind of sucked. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it. I, I actually, I have to say, it was probably one of the the best here yet. Really? Yeah. I, I thought so. Yeah, what good games did they announce? Or good, possibly good games? <sighs> yeah, that, that's the problem. There, there's too much shit. I, I, have, I have to literally recheck stuff one by one to, to get the, uh, the tiles. The problem is that th- there was a lot of really promising stuff. And man, th- this is this is going to take me a while. So give I... me maybe like two weeks, and uh, I, 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 I'll I'll give you a, a list of like trailers to check or something. Because man, yeah, I guess compile it and we'll do like a whole thing on it. But I, I did want to highlight um, that Persona Three is getting a remake. Yeah, that, that, that was looks leaked. phenomenal. I know, I know it was leaked, but it was supposed to be part of the, uh, the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, fucking, will Atlas please stop fucking milking this series? They, they, they release... No, they won't, because it makes a fuckload of money, and everyone likes Persona. They released Persona 3, they released Persona 3 FES, they, they, they released it on uh, the PSP, and then I'm not sure if that was the golden edition, but then they, they released it again, and then they're, they're releasing it again. This is fucking lame. But f- fuck that shit. Um, the, the one that they've shown that looks like a mix of Persona and SMT, that one looks good. That one. I'm still interested in Persona 3, but yeah, the Metaphor Refantasio, I think it was called. Something that, um, like that. That one looked interesting too. Oh, also the Capcom Direct was today. And while they didn't announce something crazy, we finally will have a Phoenix Wright at, at the second collection where we have Apollo Justice. 
Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice, which is a pretty big deal because the later two were released only as uh, download games on the 3DS, so uh, they weren't available physical. So now we finally have them physical. I played all the Phoenix Wright games on the DS, but none of the ones afterwards. You, you, you. Sh well, Dual Destinies was kind of very much not good, but then Spirit of Justice is amazing. You did play Apollo Justice, right? Yes. A Spirit of Justice is a direct sequel. It, it, it's it's basically Apollo Justice too. Uh, yeah, you you've told me about some future games in the series, and they seem pretty rad. I just haven't got to them. Oh, and you also have to to play. Um, uh, Phoenix Ride versus Professor Layton. That that one was really fucking great. Yeah. But anyways. So yeah, n Nutty Tree. I'll I'll try to compile something, but that that that's gonna take a while because Jesus, there, there was a lot of stuff, and I, I think that next year I'm just going to skip uh, Ubisoft because I was watching Ubisoft and I was like. Fucking hell, I don't care. <laughs> Ubisoft is one of the worst fucking companies. It might be worse than uh, EA. At least uh, EA has a couple of decent games. And when's the uh, last I, time Ubisoft has put something out? It wasn't I, dog shit. I kind of don't agree. I, uh, I mean, if you compare Activision, EA, and Ubisoft, I will pro. If I had to choose between the three, I will probably play Ubisoft's game. No Blizzard, Blizzard new games looks like fucking dog shit. I, I've never played Diablo. I, I know crazy, but I'd rather play Diablo One or Diablo Two than any of the new dog shit. Yeah, I haven't really new... played any uh, Blizzard games, so I never even got into World of Warcraft or any of that shit. But me neither. I, yeah, I, 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 I saw my friend I, play. I played, and, uh... I played a lot of Diablo One and Two and Starcraft, the first two Warcraft games. I used to like Blizzard, but it became the quintessential soulless company in the 2000s. Yeah, probably when they got bought by uh, Activision. But yeah, anyways, that, that that's about it for, uh, for, for Naughty Tree. So expect uh, an episode about this. Sure, and I'll put more effort into that episode. You just have to watch won't. trailers. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to tr watch trailers. That's about it. So Street Fighter Six came out a week ago. I I haven't played it yet, but I listened to this fighting game podcast to see what they said about it. It it has some legends in the community, like uh, J Justin Wong. Uh, what's the other guy? He puts out YouTube videos about fighting game shit all the time. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't next million dude. I, I I don't follow fighting games, but uh, Fleek Fleekazoid did uh, a a video about Street Fighter Six, and apparently the the characters are kind of not censored. They're they're actually sexy. Yeah, this isn't the feminist game people were afraid it would be. Thank God. Thank God. And also, the, the custom character shit is absolutely fucking nuts. 
you, you, you can make like yeah. any freaking freaks that you want. I, I, I've seen someone makes a Beavis uh, <laughs> as a character, and he, he looked like Beavis. Yeah, every single Street Fighter character that I've seen made is either the ugliest fucking thing you've ever seen or a big titty waifu. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah, so this podcast went into the mechanics and such. So apparently there's this 20 hour long story mode where you walk around. Um, what's the name of the city from Final Fight? It's like Metro City. Metro City. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you can oh, go wait. around and pick fights with anyone on the streets. Yeah, that that wasn't. Yeah, the, you can just see an office really. lady and then kick her ass. Yeah, you, you can fight an eighty-year-old hag who just happens to be a martial arts expert. So this, the guys on this podcast had a lot of fun with that. So I'll probably get the game sometime. I can't recommend the podcast though because it it had ads every ten minutes. Yeesh. It was really pissing me off, but I forced my way through because I wanted to hear the content. Was that on YouTube or is that on some other service? No, it was on Spreaker. I downloaded it. Oh. I I know these guys got to make a living, but I, I don't want to listen to that shit. Anyway, I'll probably review Street Fighter Six in an upcoming episode. Sure. Oh, uh, just uh, by the by, uh, another obscure uh, PS1 strategy RPG was translated. It just released like yesterday called Exaform. I have not heard of it. I don't know. I just saw a thread of it on, on VR, so I just wanted to mention it. Okay, I, I've played a lot of obscure PS1 JRPGs, just not this one. There, there, there's one that I've heard recently about that I, I think there's a translation. I, I think it's not finished yet. It's called Linda Cube, which I really, really want to play. Because apparently it's fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, these old JRPGs have tons and tons of text, and but a lot of them don't have much support. Like, every old Final Fantasy thing has been translated, because that's a popular series, but these obscure ones can take decades. Yeah, I'm still waiting on the, on the Moon uh, Remix RPG Adventure from, uh, from oh. uh, the legendary developers Love the Lick. Yeah, that was, that was ported to the Switch, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm waiting for my limited, uh, uh, my limited games release. So... I saw a really good review of that a while ago. Yeah, I'll send you a link. You can look at it later. Yen and Pets Cup was based on this, I believe. Like how it looks and everything. Yeah, and the guy who made Undertale said he was inspired by Moon. Like not our, not the admin of shit poster. This we mean this PS One game. Yeah, the the the, the Moon RPG. Moon Remix RPG Adventure, that's what it's called. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this. I mentioned this game several times. I won't play it or just send me my Garm copy. Fucking fucking hell. <laughs> I also saw this really good documentary length video about why do you kill gods and JRPGs? 
Yeah, you told me about it. I it's I, an I, hour I, and a half, but I freaking loved it. I yeah, think I watched I, it too. It was more of a history lesson on Japan than really uh, about video games. Yeah, like ninety percent of it is the history of Japan and uh, religions in Asian Asian countries. But this guy's argument is that the false gods you kill in JRPGs and anime are the representative of this cultural disappointment at an uncaring and soul-crushing system. And he gives many examples throughout Japan's history. But I think Japan's history and mythology and uh, the, the monsters and stuff, it's cool even if you don't care about their video and cartoons. So, highly recommended video. I'll put that in the show notes. Sure. I think that's more or less for me. That That's more or less it for me. I don't have anything else to say. All right. Full Metal, tell us about the movies you've been watching. Okay, so I watched I Am a Hero. Um, based off of the manga, which I never finished. I only read a few chapters of it. I felt like it was just kind of a little too slow. Um, I feel like the movie kind of overcorrects with that by going a little too fast in some ways. But that being said, I thought it was quite enjoyable. So the whole premise is this guy who is basically a fucking loser. So he he wants to become a mangaka, but he sucks at it. His stories aren't <laughs> very interesting, so none of his shit ever gets picked up by the companies. Wow, he's literally he, me. Yeah, and so he clings on to like a participation trophy that he won like years ago, and it's like his dry, like it's his prized possession. <laughs> it's like vindication that his dream is possible or something. Uh, meanwhile, somehow he manages to have a girlfriend, though, which is more than most Japanese guys, so that's kind of odd. But uh, she wants him to just give up and get a real job. Because she's like, you know, her she's getting older and her eggs are, you know, uh, <laughs> not as fresh. So she's uh, she's like, I'm in my 30s. I need a family. And you're just fucking around. And so he's like trying to figure out what the fuck is he going to do with his life. And then a zombie apocalypse breaks out. And <laughs> wow. somehow he is, he is one of the only... Yeah, it just happens. It just sort of happens. And then somehow he's one of the only men in Japan that has a gun because you can get them, but they're very limited. Yeah. You have um, to, you have to go, but he, so he many does groups. have a, he does have a rifle license. So he's one of the few people that does have one. Huh. Was um, he in a hunting club just for, or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was not hunting. He didn't just, like, it was just for target practice. Yeah. It's, um, I forget what he called it, but it's, it's some kind of club. It's some kind of shooting club. So he has a shotgun, a double-barreled shotgun. And so uh, he doesn't use it for most of the movie because he's too afraid to, like, fight. Because he's, you know, he's just a normie. And uh, so the whole movie, he's trying to survive this apocalypse. And he's, like, too much of a pussy to pull the trigger. But uh, by the end of it, he actually proves that he does have the balls to stand up and fight. And that's where he, the title comes from. I am a hero. Cause he does kind of become a hero in the end. Yeah. This he also meets a red. teenage girl. He meets a teenage girl and, uh, he's trying to save her sort of, 
so that's that's kind of it, like his driving force like he he just kind of like picks her up oh and his girlfriend gets turned into a zombie so she's out of the picture that's hardly a spoiler that's like one of the first things that happens oh she's equally likely to produce babies now yeah but uh it's a little bit goofy as all japanese media is but it's still pretty suspenseful in moments uh, I have not read the manga it's based on. I've heard good things about it for years, and it's been so, on my giant pile of stuff I want to read. So in the manga, it's implied that he's, like, slightly schizophrenic, but in uh, in the movie, that's kind of downplayed a lot. Like, he does have... I wouldn't necessarily say hallucinations, but he has moments where he's just, like, out of it. He just sort of disassociates for a second and gets lost in his own mind. Yeah. That can be fatal when there's zombies but, around. Yeah, but in uh in the manga, I think it's a little bit more slightly on the schizophrenic side. But other than that, I can't say to how well of an adaptation it is because I never finished the manga. And this never got an anime, surprisingly. It sounds like a cool premise. But, and surprisingly, the effects aren't too bad. Usually Japanese movies are pretty low budget. So it's it's not terrible. And we gotta watch this for gotta watch this for movie night sometime. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it'd be a pretty good one. So, other than that though, I watched all five live action Roroni Kenshin movies. All five in one weekend? It was in one week, but yes. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I assume it's basically just an adaptation of the manga. I haven't read the manga or watched the anime, so I can't say as to how close they are. But from what I I do know about the story of Aroni Kenshin, it pretty much hits the main beats. Yeah, it's about a, a former assassin who resolves to never kill again but he's faced against these supernatural evil samurai dudes and he's tempted to kill them again to protect the innocent yeah i was not expecting supernatural elements to be a part of the story i thought it was going to be a little bit more straight um like well, in the anime, i knew like the... the one i knew the one guy like fire was a, like a big deal like and he swing his yeah, sword uh, and fire come, but I thought that was just more of like a yeah shushio. I I thought that was more of like a dramatization, not like a lit like he literally spat fire. No, that dude has bandages all over his body because he survived a fire, but yeah. he also uses fire by scraping his sword against rock, and it somehow starts fires. That that's that's the saga I, I saw all these years ago when I was like still in high school. Yeah, there's and some the original yeah. anime. Yeah, in the anime, there's some Street Fighter attributes. Like one of the early villains looks a lot like M. Bison. Later, there's a, a bad guy who looks like Blanca with green skin and orange hair. Nice. But tell us about these live action movies. Right. So they kind of do it in a weird order. I don't know if that's how the manga was structured, but. 
The first movie takes place after he quit being a assassin. So it's him yeah, just trying the, to be a wanderer for good. That's how the anime starts. Yeah. The first movie is probably the weakest, in my opinion. Uh, it's mostly just him dealing with this, like, um, this Japanese guy who's selling opium. And uh, Ooh, that's pretty much the whole premise. Yeah. There's also this, he also hires uh, another samurai to fight uh, Kenshin and the police and shit. And he's not really that interesting of a villain, in my opinion. He's just an asshole. But the whole theme of this series is like um, adapting to like the new way of life. Because this is right after the Meiji Restoration in Japan. Which was a big turning point for their history because yeah, like the, the samurai culture was dead at that point. They it was pretty like much the killed 18... off the samurai. Seventies. Yeah, it was like eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies. So. So what did these so a five? Lot of, uh, what did these five movies yeah. did you like the most? Uh, honestly, the last one, the prequel. If you watch any of the five movies, watch that one because not only is it a prequel, so you don't have to watch anything else to get it it's also the best directed has the most grounded story and probably the best action because it's it's not so fantastical most of it is just him performing assassins and uh or assassinations and fighting other samurai one-on-one yeah i, I and, think that, uh, that when, i believe this animated... actually has really good choreography like there the fights can be a little goofy at times like they'll like, do these really long leaps, like, horizontal leaps through the air. And it's like, okay. But then they'll do some moves that are, like, pretty sick, actually. Yeah, the animated version of these same events, it was called Trust and Betrayal. It was an OVA, I think. Yeah, the last one is, it's it's the story of him being an assassin before he turns his, uh, he gets the new sword that's a, a back blade. Which it, is literally it, just a reverse katana. Isn't yeah. it called Samurai X or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah, in America it, they renamed it Samurai X for some fucking oh, reason. Oh, I don't know is why. that what happens? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just it, for marketing. Because people knew what samurais were, but you call something Roroni Kenshin, they're like, what does that mean? I see, I see. Nobody knows what a Roroni is, and Kenshin is just his name. Yeah. By the way, the uh, uh, the Rurouni Kenshin remake will start in twenty three days. I might have an, to check that out. An animated now that I've one. The movies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A series. Oh, I, man, I gotta see this. It's it's next season. <laughs> Hell yeah! I still need to get caught up with the current season. We can do an end of season review ep- episode in a few weeks. And it's a Liden film, the the one that adapted Bastard, which uh, there's also gonna be Bastard soon. Wait, oh, yeah, two. summer season. Nice. Sounds pretty red. So, one more thing about Veronica uh, Kenshin. So there's the prequel came at last, but. I, I actually watched it first. 
by accident because I think it was just titled like Origin, so I just assumed it was the first movie. Yeah, it comes chronologically first, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, it didn't really matter in the end. But uh, my point is, um, so you 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 know that Kenshin was an actual murderer. Like it, they they don't hide it. They don't try to pretend like he just didn't do it. They don't try to wipe it off. And there's there's a point in the movie and one of the movies where he has like a bunch of names. Uh, he's facing a trial, and they they say a bunch of the names of the men that he murdered, of the innocent men that he murdered, and yeah. it's fucking brutal. You can you can see the shame on his face a little bit, and it's like goddamn, because yeah, like they're not. It's not like one of those stories where like they're being wrongly persecuted or like somebody died by accident no kenshin murdered like a lot of people he thought he was doing it for good but and that's something i also like he doesn't try to cope like he realizes like the new meiji government really isn't that much better than the old government of the shogunate so yeah so he's just like well that was a huge fucking mistake and in the end, he's like, I have no idea if I'll ever be able to redeem myself, but I'm gonna try. Yeah, the whole anime, at least almost all of it that I so, watched, is about him trying to redeem himself from his blood-soaked history. Yeah, so... I, I, I'm i not a pacifist or a fan of pacifism, but I can understand Kenshin's... Uh, story like i i think it makes sense that he would be the way that he is i think it's well written enough to where yeah, you he, give he, him a pass he's, still he's not beats, a coward in fact he's, he's kind of a little bit too brave he still beats the shit out of bad guys he just never kills them yeah i think this does the um the murderer turned pacifist story better than vinland saga though i still like that series i think Roroni kenshin does the theme better yeah I think so, too. But they both have their ups and downs. Right. Like, I, the, the author of Vinland Saga was never convicted of owning child porn. Well, no one's perfect. <laughs> God. But, uh, yeah. I understand the theme, or the, like, the... The thematic reason why Kenshin still uses a sword, but it's backwards. Because he still retains um, all but of it's, his awesome mad sword skills, but he wants to use them yeah, for good. But it, 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 but my point is that it's um, it's kind of stupid if you think about it. Like the back of a sword doesn't really do much in a fight. Like you'd he'd be better off with just like a metal rod if he was actually just going to hit people with a blunt weapon. But that's not as cool, and he, he can't turn yeah, his sword around. Yeah, it's not as cool really to do serious. that, and it's it's not as thematic. But it's I watch it, and I'm just like, I don't know. It's hard to believe that he would take down like thirty niggas with the back of a sword. <laughs> well, in the real world, like uh, Miyamoto Musashi would use a wooden practice sword in life or death duels, and he could still kill people with it. Oh yeah, you can definitely still kill somebody if you hit him in the right place. 
It's just a lot harder. But, uh, yeah. But uh, it, I just find it funny because um, the literal point of a katana is that it's designed for slashing, and he's doing the exact opposite with it. Right. But that's part of his penance. Everything needs yeah. to be harder, including combat. True. And so he'll have fights that go on way longer than they should because he can't kill them. So, like, he'll get, like, a good number of hits in, but since he's just hitting them with the back of the sword, it doesn't really, like, it, it can't kill them. So they end up still uh, fighting for way longer than they probably should. Yeah, and that's the. And then word sometimes in... he'll just like knock one dude out in one hit. He'll just hit him across the chest, and the guy will go flying through a window. It's like okay, well, sure, it shonen. It's to show how bad yeah. a swordsman he is. Yeah, I get it. No, they're fun movies. So. So start with the prequel. They're, they're one. definitely a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, w I would start with the prequel, or if you're going to watch any of them, or if you, if you only want to watch one, at least do the prequel. I think that's the best one, personally, because you can you can see the, it, it, the story is just much more interesting, because after that, it just kind of just becomes like uh, enemy of the week. Yeah, the anime had a lot of that. Yeah, I think they just stuck to like the biggest... Um, characters, the biggest uh, antagonist of the series, because there was only like three uh, for the main trilogy, or I, I guess tetralogy. There was like Quartet. four movies that took place. Uh, anyway. What's the word? Anyway, it do doesn't matter. Yeah, these movies sound pretty, pretty red. Just yeah, more, they're, they're really more fun. Me more media that I need to check out. Yeah, the list grows ever longer. Okay, about the list uh, growing ever longer. Uh, w w wanna preview the the next season? We just go through the list of uh, of what's announced to here yet. That will be fun if we don't have anything else to talk about. Sure. Oh, more Mushoku Tensei. Hell yeah. Yeah, so first there's going to be Jujutsu Kaisen, the second season. Uh, I believe nice. the second season has been like, it, it, it was delayed for a while, but it's finally coming out. Uh, Mushoku Tensei. I don't mind delays if they're actually going to like work hard on it. Yeah, yeah. So there's gonna be more Mishoku Tensei, so that's promising. Uh, Bleach more is coming Bleach. back. Yeah, hell yeah. There's a uh, there's something strange they're doing. Uh, Ori Mia piece. Ori Mia handed. However, it's coming back, and they're uh, adapting parts of the manga that they didn't previously adapt. Is it all side stories, or is it like? The main story plus side stories. No, as far as I'm aware, it's it's stuff that um, that that was left out from the previous season. Oh, Maybe so it's a season of filler. I don't know. I don't know if it's important <laughs> stuff. I don't know if it's just side stories. It's just stuff that were not adapted. So there, there it is. Right. 
I really like Tori Mia, so maybe worth checking out. There are a really strange one, Mazamunika No Revenge R. After all these years, it's coming back. When was this? When was this? It was really 2017. 2017 feels like 10 years ago. It feels like 10 years ago. Yeah, might as well be. 2017 was 30 years ago. <laughs> See, I, more, more bastard, more grappler Baki. A, a bunch, of, a bunch of shit that I don't oh know my about. God. That I saw, I heard about the fucking anime where a guy it gets isekai'd and he's a fucking vending machine, and I forgot about it until just now. Oh, wh- wh- where is it? Where is it? Uh, G, Jido. Hanbaki oh, this one, this one, yeah. uh, what, what's yeah, really, I heard about that. What, what's it really we- so stupid? What's really weird is that the, apparently the light novel has stopped being, being published, like it's stalling or has been cancelled. So I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, it's an it's an hiatus, but whatever. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that I don't know about there's a shinigami bochan tokyo made second season finally oh. okay they're making an anime out of helk that's an on that's a manga i've read all right th- that's what Is i want uh, it started off good it started off as a parody of fantasy series it has the cliche about a demon king who has taken over the world and suddenly this gargantuan Schwarzenegger looking dude appears out of nowhere and <laughs> people think he's going to fight the Demon King but no, he wants to enter the competition with all the monsters uh, to, be- <laughs> to become a new Demon King and of course everyone's suspicious of him because he looks like one of the human heroes that they've been fighting against But so they try to rig the contest against him but he turns out to be amazing at every challenge they throw at him it- it- it's really funny at first but then halfway through it becomes dead serious weird that it just radically switches moods and uh, this hilk guy becomes an actual hero and it's not quite as interesting uh well i guess i'll be looking for the season one at least yeah the early comedy episodes are great you'll probably like those but at one point it becomes just generic too far up its own ass fantasy stuff, and it's not as interesting. I'm looking for that Kinoko Gamegane wo Sureta anime because I saw the trailer. It looks really fucking pretty. There's also more Maosama. I'll be watching that. Is, is there anything else you, you, you recognize? Man, I can't wait to not watch Mausama. <laughs> I'll watch it, so you don't have to. The first season yeah. was good. But back in yeah, 2010. The first season was good. Yeah, then it took them too fucking long to get a season two, and then it sucked. There, there's also going to be uh, the the Love Life Sunshine spinoff, uh, Genji to no Yoane. So, oh, boy, more Love Life. My no, they, they, this time... Uh, they're actually in a fantasy world. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen. 
There's also... People in fantasy worlds got to worry about getting enough food to survive and not being murdered by hordes of monsters. What do they care about singing and dancing oo-goo girls? I have no idea. I don't <laughs> think it's an isekai, but but whatever. Oh. Yeah, keep us posted. Might be fun. There, there's going to be a, the, the Ryza anime. Oh, yeah? Yeah, tell you Ryza. So for all you thigh fetishists out there, Oh Hell yeah, because uh, uh, I'm never the, gonna play the game. So the the trailers are, are out and it's 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 juicy. All right. So oh, there's right. oh shit, there's a Sandland movie. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, after Toriyama finished Dragon Ball, he spent like ten years doing various one shots. This was one of them. It's about uh, the, this annoying little shit who travels around the desert in a tank. They they announce uh, a game for it during the, this not E3. Yeah. Yeah, there's also gonna be a game. So could be cool. But so, I'll keep I'll keep a tab open of this so I can keep an eye on the movie at, when it comes out in sixty five days. Yeah, but then don't forget that it releases in Blu-ray six months after, so <laughs> I'll probably watch a cam rip of it at some point. Maybe. So there's also going to be a Spike Yushitsu second season. A Spike Classroom. Actually, I have things to say about that. Uh, this is one of those shows I didn't want to drop, and I watch uh, it with the mud ball during the weekend. So, so all right, the beginning of it is kind of on and off. It's like, uh, the premise is that you you have these um, th- these uh, spy students uh, that are not very good. They're uh, uh, they're put together in, in a team, and they're supposed to eventually go into an impossible mission. And the beginning of it, I wasn't sure. There's some good episode, there's some bad episode, but I'm really glad that I kept uh, watching because the last arc that I saw with Mudball, the daughter Darius arc, it's called, was actually really fantastic, and they're actually starting to have some fucking missions. So yeah, it's starting to be interesting. So hopefully, season two is all golden. So there's a spy classroom manga, but it's only 15 chapters. 15 chapters only? What? Yeah. Let's not oh, cover the whole story. It's a light novel. The the, the source is a, is a light novel, so that, that's why. Yeah. So, all right, there's a Sugar Apple Fairy Tale Part 2. That was very good, and I'm also looking forward to more of that. And then a bunch of stuff I haven't heard about texture leftover movies let's just go to the uh, OVA is there anything special there, yeah there's Becky season two there, there's gonna be more bastard uh, is, is there any series that's that's we're talking about and no that, that's about it but uh, keep in mind that while while we covered this, uh, from what I know, sometimes there's a last-minute announcement that slips into the season. So just keep uh, keep, keep looking at any chart. So sometimes there's additions. Yeah, I this don't season know what... doesn't seem as stacked as the last one, but that's uh, probably thank a good God. thing. 
It was way too much. Yeah, I and don't I'm, know. I'm still I, trying to catch up. I don't know what this anime is, but it looks cool. It's called Liar Liar. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I saw the. Is uh, there a movie called Liar Liar? Yeah, by Jim Carrey. Yeah, by Jim Carrey. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's an anime it's, adaptation of Jim Carrey's Liar well, Liar. He's practically a cartoon character. He played Dr. Robotnik. True, <laughs> true. But, but but yeah, I saw the poster, I saw the title, I'm like, that's interesting. I, I think I'm picking it up, but I don't know. Well, oh, you yeah, tend, it's, it, you tend to watch like 50 shows a season anyway. It it it, it looks like it's uh it looks like it might be a mix of No Game No Life and Classroom of the Elite or something like that. Because it, it it's an academy and everything is settled through games. So it's another one of these and it it might be interesting. Yeah, anything with game in the title is probably going to be, you know, full of actual games, contents of the mind. I like that kind of stuff. And of course Kaiji is the best of those. And that's about it for uh, for, for what's coming up next. A- anyone have anything else to talk about or that's it for today? I can't believe that record of Ragnarok is getting a part two. Why? What was it? Was it this bad? Uh, it was a slideshow. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard Netflix, about. This. I think Netflix picked it up, and then or it's either Netflix or Crunchyroll. I forget. Then they hired a bunch of anime tuber faggots to pretend like this was the best anime they've ever seen. And then you watch it and it's just bad animation and slideshows. What, what was it it's just like, oh, Jesus? Was it just season one or just season two or all of it is a slideshow? I think it's all like that. I didn't see all of it, so I can't say. Be, 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 because the only thing I know about that is the, is the, is the big titty lady that's, uh, that has her tits yeah, of course. supported by of muscle. Of course you do. <laughs> I mean, I do too. So, but but apparently, her tits got nerfed in season two or something. Uh-oh. Oh, that's Boo impressive. Burns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, don't watch this. So, I'm most looking forward to more Mushoku Tensei because that was some top yeah. tier anime in previous seasons. Yeah, but yeah. App- apparently, this is being handled by the D by the B team. Because the A team might have been on uh, wh- wh- what was it? Let let me get the studio. Please, yes, yeah, studio bind. Because the A team might have been on Onichan wa Oshmai, but let's hope it's uh, still as good. They better fucking not. Goddamn <laughs> training shit out of here. <laughs> I want my fucking isekais. They uh, better look uh, goddamn pretty. Uh, Onichan was actually was really good then. No, it wasn't. It was gay. Shut up. I'm not watching it. You can't. <laughs> you can't cuck me with your global homo shit. You fucking Frenchman. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I have nothing else to talk about. Got one more thing before we go. One more thing. Been reading this manga by the author of Don Machi. Mm-hmm. It's called Wistoria Wand and Sword. What? Well, wait. Author of Dan Sheets, it's a light novel. Uh, yeah, same writer as the light novel. Oh, yeah, I see. Link it to me. 
So uh, this has basically the same premise as Mashal. The, there's this kid who's in a magic academy, but he refuses to use magic. He's like a fighter class who put all of his stats into strength and dexterity. But this one is a drama instead of a comedy. So uh, there, there uh, are th- a more serious version. Yeah, there are themes of like bullying and alienation, and it's not played for laughs like in Mashal. Uh, j- just a note, apparently Marshall, while I really like the anime, apparently the manga is ten times better. Yeah, but it's a manga, so I'm never going to read it. Yeah, so, It's a manga, so I am going to read it. Yeah, uh, p- p- please look at it and uh, tell us like next week or something, because apparently the the, ma- uh, the manga is really that much better. Okay, and the, I'll read and, it. And, it's supposedly a soulless adaptation, even though I like it. But uh, t- tell yeah, me I don't know. It. I thought it was pretty good. I, I've been having fun with it. How bad could it really be? That that's what I've heard. So uh, I I want that to confirm it for me. Yeah, uh, manga right, readers I'll... say a lot of shit, and they're wrong and gay. So who cares what they think? <laughs> Fuck you, Pedro. <laughs> I'll jump across the border to go fight you, IRL. Uh, why don't you ever fight fight Mew? He's actually across the border, dude. He's he's trained as a Canadian Mountie. He's too tough for me. He got training under Master Dudley Do Right. Who? Nigga, you don't know who Dudley Do Right is. He's like the most he famous Canadian cartoon joke. character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he was a character on the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Don't know I, if you I ever have, watched that. I have never watched that. Yeah, my uh, Zoomer ass doesn't know what that is either. <laughs> well, there's an NES game that Mew might have played at some point. N- no, but uh, the, the AV, AVGN, I think, uh, covered it and it's dog shit. Yes, it's like it's like one of the worst game on on the NES. Yeah, a couple times on shitposter.club, I've made fun of you by posting pictures of this character and other Canadian Mounties and shit. But y- yeah, I've seen this character around. How are we character. supposed to know about a cartoon from the sixties? That is that old. I'm not that old, but I watched <laughs> a lot of shit on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. You know, back before it. Became <laughs> gay pedophile shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's airing on the Toonami Aftermath, but but I'm I'm not going to watch it. Maybe maybe I'm going to catch it uh, sometime, but whatever. Anyway, Wistoria, Wand and Sword, I like it. I'm going to keep reading, but it's only got like thirty chapters so far, but it's really good. Came out the same year as Mashal, so I doubt either of them ripped off the other. It's probably a coincidence. But that's all I got for this episode. All right, are, we, so let, are we done here? Let, let's wrap it, wrap it up. All right. Come to the Fediverse, yada yada. Full Metal, tell us to fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Later. Good night.